You're listening to the Bible 126 podcast. The invisible world, it's out there. What a world we live in. People interested in the unseen, the normally unseen. And they're doing what they can to interpret it. How different it is when we open the pages of the Bible. Because there we discover that in addition to God, who is of course unseen, there are only two kinds of spirits in the world. There are angels and there are demons, and if our eyes were open to the spirit world, I think that we would be surprised at the amount of activity around us that is taking place all the time. There's a veritable buzz, so to speak, in the spirit world. A couple of things about angels. First of all, they were created by God. Psalm 145 lists the moon and the sun and the angels, and it says, At thy command they were created. I love that. At thy command they were created. God spoke, and boom, they were there. And they were there by the multiplied millions at his word. Created by God because there are no baby angels. Jesus made this very clear. They do not procreate. They don't multiply like human beings. So they were individually created by God. You know, I was thinking about this. When John fell before an angel, remember this in the book of Revelation, the angel says, no, don't fall before me. Obviously, you don't never want to worship an angel. He said, don't fall before me. And then the angel said, I am a fellow servant. Isn't that beautiful? Angels are fellow servants. They are there to help us and to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. And what that means will become a little clearer as this message proceeds. Jesus, he came to establish his father's kingdom. This is why when he was being tried and they were interviewing him, they understood that if Jesus was an ambassador and they touched Jesus or they killed Jesus, it would be considered an offense against an entire nation. And so when they were interviewing him, they asked him, who sent you? Where is your military? And he said, if I wanted to, I can summon what? 12 legions of angels. Listen, he had the, you gotta understand, this is some tremendous power because one angel according to scripture can destroy a hundred and fifty seven thousand man hundred fifty seven thousand a legion is about four thousand four thousand twelve legions do you recognize how much power this man had we are now seven billion strong in terms of humanity but there is enough power within the church to change this world for the best. It is enough Christian power. If we just understand that when we pray, we are not only employing human resources and earthly resources, we are employing all the assistance that heaven makes available based on the angelic presence. The day that you were born, the day your children are born, each one of your children, each one of us are given at least one angel at birth. That means, this is why he giveth his angels charge over you to keep you in all your way. That means that as you age, you don't have to be concerned about someone breaking into your house. Why? Put your angel to work. 
When he arose in the early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Well, Elisha is speaking to the servant, says, um, uh, he said in verse 16, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And uh, Elisha prayed and said in verse 17, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. Well, there's a spirit world out there, and notice it says that there was now a vast army. There are more who are with us than with them because there are myriads of angels. In fact, the Bible says 10,000 times 10,000. I haven't figured it out, but that clearly is in the multiplied millions. And, uh, and there are many of them, and, and this army is bigger. And let me say a word about angels. They are spirit beings, but sometimes God gives them the opportunity and the ability to actually become physical. That's why in the Old Testament there are those who entertained angels unawares, as did Abraham. There are stories even today of where people have appeared out of nowhere to help someone, and when they turned around to thank them, uh, the person has disappeared. I know somebody to whom that happened, and I have every reason to believe, the possibility at least, that this was an angel sent by God in a time of distress. And even Satan, let's think theologically here for a moment, he must also have something like that ability because he did quote scripture and a spirit couldn't quote scripture. He'd have to have some kind of a physical form to make sure that those little puffs of air, which is the way in which we communicate words, would be given to Jesus. And in this instance, God allowed these angels to somehow, whether literally or figuratively, take the form of angels that have chariots, the fire symbolic of God, and these beings are surrounding the town of Dothan, and there are, just like the man of God said, more of God's angels. Oh. Imagine the words of Jesus. You know them by memory, don't you? Jesus looks at him and calmly said, Thou hast have no power at all against me unless it were given to thee from above. Wow! Pilate, don't you know that the air you breathe, don't you know that the brains that I gave you, don't you know that the position that you are now in is all because I have allowed it. It is under my hands. You can do nothing, absolutely nothing, unless I gave you the ability to do it. Well, we don't have to do that. But here's the test. Are you just simply asking God or are you thanking God? If you begin to thank God, after all, if God be for us, who can be against us? If you begin to thank God for situations even that are distressful, if you begin to thank God for battles that are taking place in your soul because you see the greater glory that comes to God when those battles are won, we don't see angels. To my way of thinking, I don't think that I have ever seen one, though I live with somebody who comes close to that. Uh, I'll just let that remark float out there and you can do with it whatever you want. But we don't see angels. 
I believe that God always has angels on call because they love to serve, not because he actually needs them, but they love to be used. And sometimes he uh, doesn't use them when it may appear as if it's rational to do so. Here's Jesus being carried away, and what does he say? Uh, you know, Peter is taking out his sword and uh, slapping the high priest and cutting off his ear. And Jesus said, could I not have called ten legions of angels to deliver me? Wow. I forget how many ten legions are, but it's plenty. And I see these angels just hovering over Jesus and saying, just give us the command and we'll take care of everybody who's crucifying you and everybody who's ever hated you. Jesus said, I could call you, but I'm not. I'm glad they're there. And sometimes God does not allow angels to protect us. You know that uh, there are times when, uh, yeah, and there are, I believe, guardian angels based on Matthew 18, at least for children. You have an angel, a personal angel, your guardian angel. This angel attended your birth. Jesus recognized this great fact in the 18th chapter of Matthew when he spoke of children and sent their angels to always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. It is a wonderful thing to know that you have an angel and that throughout your life from the moment of your birth this angel has been watching over every detail has been guarding you along the narrow passageway of life has been reaching forth his hand in those moments of crises at times when you did not become aware of the unseen powers that seemed to snatch you from the burning the angel of god is ever present ever working in human lives then of course they protect us during our lifetime I already mentioned sometimes that is not an absolute kind of protection. It's all governed by God. And then they welcome us into heaven. You know, the Bible says in Luke chapter 16, where you have the rich man who dies and he goes into Hades. And then you have this Lazarus who's the poor beggar. And the big contrast there is, here's a man with the money and he is lost. And here's someone who begs at his table and eats with the dogs under the table. And lo and behold, because of his faith in Jesus Christ and in Jehovah, he gets to go to Abraham's bosom, and it says, angels carried him into Abraham's bosom. But I suspect that when I do, and when you do, and when my parents did, yes, they would see Jesus in a moment of time, but even before that, there may be angels that carry them to where Jesus is. I think of a precious Hawaiian sister that we knew that was there this time when we were in Hawaii. She'd served the Lord faithfully many years. And uh, she was dying of cancer and the fellowship she belonged to made sure that there was always a sister by her bed every hour of every day. And she'd said to people quite often, she said, you know, I've never seen an angel. I'd love to see an angel. And then, as she was about to die, she sat up in the bed, stretched out her hands, and said, I see them. 
I see the angels. And the next moment, she was gone. The angels come to take her home. How do you expect to go home? Those angels don't ever worship them, but you know, I have to say this. I admire those angels for this reason. The Bible says when it comes to salvation, it says in 1 Peter, it says that regarding salvation and the time of Jesus Christ coming, these were things that the angels desire to look into. They are so enamored with our redemption. And catch this, they don't have one ounce of jealousy, even though someday we're going to be elevated above them. No question about it. We will be above the angels. And the reason is angels can serve God and they can do these wonderful things, but one thing an angel can never do is to be a brother of Jesus. And the Bible says that because we are brothers of Jesus, we become heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Whatever Jesus inherits, the Bible says we'll inherit because of him. And the angels know that and still love us and still rejoice in our redemption. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can see more podcasts on anchor.fm forward slash Bible 126. Also, there is a feature there where you can sponsor or make a donation to this page. Thank you and stay tuned for more episodes.